Hey, Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love. Hello, all conscious and unconscious beings out there, and welcome to episode seven. Lucky number seven, Jamie, mm. of Love on the Brain. Do you have a lucky number? 26. 26? Yep. Because it's your birthday? Yeah. That's it? Um, I mean, I like Wasn't the number. three? Wasn't that your thing? Three, three and nine were my sports, just, like, numbers, sports numbers, but I don't really have an attachment to them right now. Yeah, okay. Mine is four, actually. Um, and that means I could never date a Chinese woman. <laughs> the, word four, <laughs> the word four in Chinese sounds like the word death. So it's unlucky in Chinese culture, actually. Like the how, number four? Yeah, like our, how our hotels, a lot of time, will skip the 13th floor. A lot of things mm, in China, yeah. they'll skip the fourth, like the license plate and all that. But I've always had sex. Um, <laughs> I've always had success for <laughs> four, four and 44 and such. Um, it was also mom's favorite number. I actually read something recently about how unlucky number 13 came from something to do with like witches back in the day really? the witch hunts and oh, the oppression like of women yeah there was something about i wonder if the trials happened on the 13th i don't remember how about we something. look it up and we'll say it for for next week sure. that's pretty interesting i also know like eight is very lucky oh, in china it's, because it's like keeps going and infinity. four kind of stops well that's interesting i was gonna say eight at least for this year because my numerology for this year my number is eight and i really like the symbolism Ooh, behind do you know it. mine um well you have to add let's see six plus one plus two fast math Nine. <laughs> um, plus five. Fourteen. One plus four. Five. Your number's five. five. So you can look up creativenumerology.com, look up what a five year means. Okay, five. Hmm, we'll see. All right. Well, like I said, it was mom's favorite number four, so that probably has something to do with it. And speaking of mom, Mother. Matt, Matt got to meet the mamas at Hometowns this week. Lots of moms. Yeah. yeah, but before we get into that, I want to talk a bit about our hometown. Good old South Plainfield. SP. SPNJ. If you didn't know we were from New Jersey, now you do. I have a pretty love-hate relationship, I think, with that place. Really? Yeah. How, what's your relationship with it I'm like, like right now? I have gladly moved on from it, um, and I think of it nostalgically. And fondly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't think, I think I outgrew the town. Right. We talked about some goldfish eating, Chestahova Fair a little bit. We haven't gotten too much into it. But let's talk about some other cool stuff about it now. Because I, I feel the same way. I have nostalgia. But when I go back, it's the first couple of days are awesome. And then I'm like, hmm, kind of feels, <laughs> feels like no hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Some vibrations are a little bit low. Yeah. It's just such a different lifestyle than right. now what I'm used to here in Colorado where it's all about like everyone's active. There's mountains right in our backyard. Nature's easy. in our backyard. And I think, you know, the Jersey lifestyle, you're right outside of New York, like that go active, you know, the weather is not that great. That's the biggest Like the lifestyle is opinion. just a little, it's, I'm, that's not in my mindset anymore. You can still have a anymore. super healthy lifestyle in New Jersey. I know a lot of my friends oh, yeah. do, but it just takes a little more effort yes. maybe. It's a gym instead of a mountain at times. Yeah. Well, it, I remember like, you know, this is so Colorado, but like, real health issues. I had to change to gluten and dairy free. And I remember going home and there was nothing for me to get. Yeah. Even some, when, some of the grocery like, as stores. Recently as, as last time you went home? Well, um, it was, uh, 
Yeah, still. It's still like it's harder. Over all the country, it's, it's definitely kind harder. Of sweeping everywhere I seem to go now. But I do love pliables down in Belmar. Well, yeah, I love. A, I, there's a lot of food that and I. We're miss. not talking about South Plainfield, but because Jersey Shore is so much different. Right, it's very different. <laughs> we're just talking about simply South Plainfield. And let's get into it. So okay. I had a fantastic childhood. Oh yeah. All my friends grew up within yeah, a mile say, or so of about each location? other. Yeah, and we were out all day, every day in the summers, at least. Um, I figured out of 365 days of the year though, probably about 289 of them started with the bagel pantry, I would say. <laughs> I miss that place the most probably, mm. especially early on before they changed their meat source. Um, it was really, really good. And I think they went a little healthier or cheaper or something. Um, on the pork roll specifically? And bacon, yeah. And the bacon. I grew up there kind of, starting with dad promising he would get me a sandwich for every two goals I scored in soccer. Uh, to uh, you know. Positive reinforcement. I know. Positive reinforcement <laughs> through food was a big thing in our family. Um, to, Shit. Uh, <laughs> I always reward myself with food. Me too. Yep, absolutely. That's, there's no doubt oh. about that. All the way from that being a kid, I grew up to senior year in high school where we would go and eat away our hangovers and talk about mm-hmm. all the crazy shit that happened oh, like the previous night. Isn't that a so A hangover great? bagel oh, pantry exactly. with a tall Arizona peach iced tea mm-hmm. was the ticket. Yeah, it really does. Oh, you could only eat half... And yeah. you get nauseous, <laughs> so and then you smell it, and you're like, oh, maybe I could try it again. Yeah, and then ha- mm. I would actually save half a lot of times, and then... You're good at saving food. I would eat it cold, and people would be like, what? And I'd be like, no, it's really good cold. I can't tell you why, but it's just Can't deny the power delicious. of grease. What was your go-to meal, do you remember? At Bagel Pantry? Yeah. Um, I For a while, I was getting vegetable cream cheese on a pumpernickel bagel. Ooh, yeah. Um, And then I... You, you can't beat the pork roll and egg. I think I did pork roll, egg, and cheese. Mostly. I don't really remember. Yeah. But I always got that Arizona peach iced tea. Yeah, oh, no I can doubt. taste it in my mouth right mm-hmm. now. I really That's my, wish my I had one. Peach is my favorite as well. Mine was either pork roll or bacon, depending on the energy of the morning. But yeah, pork, roll, pork roll or bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel. Extra salt and pepper, no ketchup. Uh, if I didn't say no ketchup, ketchup would come on yes. in about 95% of the time. Kyle, you have such a better memory than me. And w- well, when I said explicitly no ketchup, I'd say ketchup came on it about 65% of the <laughs> yeah. time. Anyway, it, it, was, it was the charm of it, though. I know. They um, didn't give a shit. They were so busy. They had so many people the lines they killed they crushed everybody people from other towns would come and go and eat there and it was just man saw the drum i can remember like you know a girl walking in that you might have hooked up with oh yeah it was a tiny place yeah you see your crush and it's like that's just how it's one it was one of those places it was it had a lot of charm i do i miss jersey bagels and pizza the most for food but i don't think my gut misses that that. no well we do have rosenberg's here rosenberg's uh, 24 dollars for a bagel sandwich <laughs> That's the only problem. Yeah. But no, but Rosenberg is legitimately good in Denver sponsor us. <laughs> also, okay, so then we grew up on 400 Cotton Street. I was just going to say the location of our household and the amount of land we had. That was That's my favorite part of South Plainfield. Yeah, I felt that 400 Cotton Street is like kind of symbolic of my childhood. It just sounds so nice. Doesn't it? So novel and fairy tale kind of, doesn't it? And also on the street of the hidden gem Cotton Street was Cotton Street Park. Yeah, so we lived on a dead end that had a park at the dead end and then the street continued after that. That had a huge swing set. Mm -hmm. It had extra space to play tag or baseball or 
throw footballs, whatever, yeah. uh, basketball court. We painted the lines on the basketball yeah. court for one Some his dad's birthday one year, I think. And that's cool. We chain left hoops. our mark there. Yeah, we left our mark there. I, I grew up there, too. Talk about growing up the Bigel Bench. I grew up there from, like you said, sports and playing with friends all day to hooking up with girls there. I had my first makeout session exactly. at Collins Street that's, Park. That's I, <laughs> uh, I got chased Middle by cops the there. The first time I smoked pot was there. First time getting drunk was there. Mm. Now, And there's actually thinking about this just made me miss it a lot. Uh, I love going back, like I said, once a year to Jersey. I love it. I come home and I'm like, oh, this is so great. But like I said, after a day or two, I'm like, okay, let's go to Cape May and there's a Belmar or something. Yeah. I really didn't like how the cops ran the town. And obviously they didn't like me. So that sucked for me more than The only reason I liked that was because the children of the cops in my grade were the ones who threw Threw the the parties. parties, And if they were coming to one of my parties, they wouldn't come by. Yeah, I guess that's cool. But there's so much crap. It was a little bit much. Yeah. So I guess I remember actually speaking up against people put blue ribbons around town for the Blue Lives Matter movement the first time it came around. And I wrote something on Facebook about it and got just because South Plainfield, that's who it was. Attacked by the kids of like everyone, like some cop. Everybody's uncle like, was a cop in South Plainfield, it felt like. Yeah. And I just don't like nepotism and I don't like how I would get crushed for the things that I did. Yeah. And then someone else would get like a DUI and it would go away because they knew a cop. And I just hate that stuff so much. Especially and, yeah. the... Oh. See, even they have a power over me now. I feel nervous to say, right, go ahead, say it. the special things. I've In high school, the drug tests we would go through, if you were on the wrestling team, you were fine. Yeah. You were fine. Bullshit. And then if you played any other sport, I had you a friend were get fucked. screwed. I had a friend get screwed. Yeah, for doing like So theater. there was a lot of, they were number one in the state. So there was like that kind of energy happening. Right. I, I, had, I had a little, there was small town caddy Got a lot of drama. In some way, <laughs> I don't like it. Well, in my there own was life. a lot of like you know cheating. And yeah, it's, switching. People of were spouses. in. It. I guess that's is that every town? Is that every town? I don't know. I guess I, yeah. Maybe not the big towns, but the small town was small enough to where people. Uh, I think even business. the big. Think of Hollywood. What are you fucking Hollywood? <laughs> that's different. People reporting. <laughs> nobody's nobody's reporting on. I think no big towns. Nobody's like reporting on like somebody shit. getting cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean like in Denver, you don't that's just true, don't know anybody. True, you know what I'm saying? Either way, all right. Okay. Who could forget also Metuchen Road? If you're, oh. uh, <laughs> that was the street, very long street that took you out of. If you knew about it, it would be like a shortcut to the right, mall, up, right by um, the train tracks. Yeah, and the baseball fields, and it was yep. a cool, cool road. We used to go back there, and there, there are cars, and behind there, there's some cool, some like uh, mysticism and some myths about what yep. was happening behind there. The horse farms, I think, mm-hmm. what what it was. So if you're listening to this and you know what Metuchen Road is, you've probably gone over those speed bumps. And yes, you have me to thank for that. I was ordered to pay for them after I totaled my car six days after receiving my license. Do you want the story, Jane? I guess, yeah, I have my... You have your what, version. How old were you? I just turned, I literally just, just turned, turned 17. 17, yeah. so I was 14. I have my 14-year-old account of mom telling me what happened, okay. but let's hear from yeah, you. Yeah, I just got nervous. Oh! Oh. <laughs> okay. Energy was at an all-time high that day. There was a buzz in the air, a certain lifted feeling. Gemini season, of course. The sun was shining and there wasn't more than three clouds in the sky, if I can remember. My friends all hopped in my newly old green Toyota Avalon. I plugged in the tape aux adapter, put on some music, and we headed to play baseball at the local field, breaking the law by having more than one person in the car. I wondered why that was even a law in the first place. Well, <laughs> we were about to find out why. We made it to the field, and I remember having a bucket of brand new baseballs I got for my birthday, and we played home run derby. I remember we finished up, and I purposely set off my alarm because it was one of those hilarious alarms. You know, it's like, <laughs> 
So I've purposely set it off and I just remember us all dancing around the car. Just a bunch of 17 year old kids with the joy of a thousand puppies convulsing our body to this unusual arrangement of sounds like some sort of tribal ceremonial dance, maybe even conjuring up the events that were about to occur. Then after that finished up, we decided to get slush puppies from a little unknown place called Oak Tree Farm. Slush puppies. So we hop in the car. I decide to put on Blackened by Metallica, one of my all-time favorite songs. And I go out loud. They just paved my touch and road. Let's take the long route, baby. So instead of going left to the two-minute drive to quench our thirst with some processed sugar mixed with ice... We went right to quench the thirst of young male hormonal stupidity. (laughs) So with one in the front seat and four squished in the back, we darted off. And I made the fatal decision that I was going to hit 100 miles per hour on the road in my 96 Toyota. It's not a long road. Blackened gets louder here. I'll play a clip to show you how fucking energetic this song is. Every time I hear it, I think about this moment. So the pedal hits the metal. I am all systems engaged. There's no way I'm giving up. I'm not going to look like a, a wuss in front of my friends at 17. And my baby's purring heavy. I see 50. I see 60. I see 70. And then the next thing I remember, Joey, my best friend, is yelling, break, break. And I swear to you, I hit that break. I swear I did. It must have just been too late. We run over four caution signs in a blaze of ironic glory. Miss a telephone pole by mere centimeters. Oh, if we had hit that at the speed I was going, there's a heavy chance I kill yes. at least Kyle, one, if not vomit. all of my friends. I want to vomit. But we missed it by the grace of the universal God, and Ooh. we smashed into this giant pile of dirt. I have no idea, now that I think about it, why that pile of dirt was there. If it wasn't, we probably would have crashed into a tree or something. I really never thanked that pile of dirt. Anyway, we smash into it, the airbags deploy, and it's like that shell shock they show in war movies, like just a ton happening, but just a ringing in my ears during the chaos. So I get out of the car and it's smoking. Somebody goes, I forget who, he goes, it's gonna blow up, which (laughs) in retrospect is hilarious. That is funny. So I'm panicking and I decide to try to get stuff out of my car before it explodes. And I grabbed, I'll never forget, I grabbed a dollar and 24 cents in change (laughs) and then my tape cassette aux adapter. Uh, It of course did not explode. And thank God nobody was hurt in any capacity. Not even really a scratch, which is amazing. I geniusly tell my friends to leave because I didn't want to get in trouble for having multiple people in the car, which is just incredibly dumb. I I called mom first. She didn't answer. I called dad and said, hey, dad, I just crashed my car. And he goes, don't mess around with me or something like that. And I'm like, like, no, dad, I just almost died. And he said to call the cops and he'd leave work. And so I called the cops and the fire department showed up and they took my car away, said it was totaled. Cops ended up seeing a footprint of my friend's shoe. And interviewed what? interviewed a passerby, oh. fucking John Sure, and <laughs> learned oh. that learned that there was five in the car. So on top of being charged with reckless driving, I got hit with hindering an investigation as well, and lost my license for six months. Uh, that was obviously a rough summer, but lesson learned. I am a cautious driver now, and I still have my health, and now a great story, I guess. Wow. I continued to drive occasionally, including uh, even though my license is suspended. So fuck you, South Plainfield cops. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so what's your recollection of the of the events? Uh, not much. I was in my 14-year-old, like, why doesn't he like me face <laughs> playing some video game on our computer and our downstairs room and mom came down and she was like I have to leave the house like your brother just got in an accident the car is totaled like I didn't know if you were okay yeah, I had no idea I remember feeling scared but in typical internalizing Jamie I just said okay and like continued playing computer games hope he's dead no <laughs> no, Kyle I loved you 
<laughs> that would have been so sad. Yeah. Well, lesson learned, I suppose. We go through those things. It's amazing. You know, part it's of me, so, sometimes like, I ugh. think I died then and this is my alternate life or something like that. Because sure, it sure. just didn't make that much sense. Mm-hmm. I felt so terrible afterwards. Like, And again, I probably put that all inside me. I remember just, because it's the, first of all, it's the grounded for the summer. Yeah. Lost awful. my license. That was supposed I to was be amazing. I was so sick. I was going to be, luckily my parents, I think they let me out in July. I got out a little bit early. It's like I got a early, what do they call that in jail? <laughs> early release. Release. <laughs> um, and and yeah, and then uh, I, I really am a cautious driver now. Yeah, so I remember um, something about like I didn't have my seatbelt on right away, and you're like, "Not wearing your seatbelt is one of the stupidest things you could do, Jamie." Something like that. <laughs> and I was like, "All right." Yeah, well, that was probably but no. I it was that, probably me redirecting something else because like, I uh, well, it sticks in my head, and I make sure to buckle my seatbelt every day. So good. Well. Either way, I Turned guess out how, great. how you get there. <laughs> I didn't go to South Plainfield High School. I got, oh, true. I went to St. Joe's and was asked to leave, just like John Bon Jovi. Nope. <laughs> so, you guys are one in the same. We are. So, yeah, I didn't get to go to the high school. It always, it looked, I, and I actually read jail companies started they weren't making jail construction companies weren't had enough business so they started designing schools yeah and every time i would go in there i felt it felt like a jail kind of didn't it i wouldn't be surprised there was like no windows in it in a lot of the classes yeah i was really happy at first i was devastated that i didn't go that i wasn't with my best friends at high school it sucked but after in retrospect i got to meet one of my best friends now, Donald Laporta, and damn a new experience and a different new experience. people and new women, and it was able to kind of like have friends from all three schools. So I really do. I'm happy that that happened. Yeah, interesting to think why mom and dad would choose to do that. I guess they thought I would do bad if I was with my friends and just goof off. But I was, yeah, I was going to goof off no matter. I what. I think they <laughs> wanted you to have more boundaries. Probably. And realistically. It, you're right. I, I think it I didn't matter. No matter and you probably would have done even more because you weren't there. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. My friends were all into like like getting good grades, you know? So yeah. who knows? I, I think I... Well, I remember having the conversation with them saying like, I don't want to go there. And they were like, yeah, like you don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah. Because it was more, it was about college too. I think it was really was important to get into college. And odd, like maybe they trusted your like... Obviously, you're a genius, but you didn't give a shit about school as no. much uh, as, right? Genius, yeah. People... Okay. Um, you're very intelligent. <laughs> no, no. Actually, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I think about it. You're really, really smart, but the smart that you are isn't what's taught in schools. Correct. And... So it didn't translate probably as well as it could have. There were for days colleges, I didn't pick up a pencil. It was I, I like made it a point. I'm not going to pick up a pencil today, and that was. And I actually think there's a chance I might have rebelled more because they didn't go send me to South Plain film. There's a chance that okay. I, that in deep inside of me that I had that like rebel. You know why they don't like I'm not with my friends. I'm just going to do whatever. Who knows? I don't know. I, I really it's impossible. I, I we talk a lot about education and it's not a one size fits all. It's just so funny to think about. I mean, a big part of South Plainfield for me was the sports. I was so heavily involved in like the sports atmosphere. Yes. Um, whether it was travel softball or I did you know, travel soccer, I was just really engaged in that whole community, which was like my softball team was just such a big deal to me throughout mom's death and like just everything. We had such a good time and like representing the town, you know? Yeah. And we were really good. So it was just. That was a big part of it. It was a lot of fun, too. Even I would show up at some of those travel softball games and all the parents oh, got yeah. along. Oh, there wasn't yeah. that much drama in the, around that no. team where there can be a lot of no, times, right? Not at all. Like parties. Everyone loved each other. You know, we'd have like picnics afterwards or during. And yeah, it was just such a great 
community to be a part of and the football games on Friday nights. Oh, I'm glad you brought that with up. With the band playing, I can, you know, typical. When I hear a band around Denver or wherever I'm living play, <laughs> I can get smell it. Trans- can you smell it? I can, I can smell, smell it. it, Jamie. Yeah. I get transported yep. to September 19th, <laughs> Friday night, yeah. because you could hear it from our house. Yeah. Because we were so close to the football I field. Loved that. And the and the fall weather, the yep. little bit cold. Close to Halloween, I maybe. I loved it. I really loved that the energy. Halloween Those energy. Was, yeah, I had a lot of crazy stuff that happened at football games. So again, no, there was no watching of the football games. No, no. Yeah, no. wow. Although I did date a football player, the captain of the football team. So but I don't think I watched either way. <laughs> yeah, I think you just gave us like a hangout session. <laughs> yeah. I remember I went to a couple pep rallies at South Plainfield High School because I didn't go to my own at Bishop Park because I identified so hard with I South Plainfield. I literally would I go. I go to a bonfire. You'd be like, what are fun. you doing here? You don't go to this school. It's always about my crush. I got a lot. Of, like, yeah, that's high school is like, uh, was like that a lot of times too. I can maybe. Uh, Driving around town, playing romantic. music, playing pranks on people's houses. Oh, we used to I do can, that all listen, the time. We can, we can go all day on stories about the Going to Rita's. What was the other um, ice cream place that we used to go to? Oh, there was Scoops. Yeah, but that wasn't in South Plainfield, was it? Yeah. It was? It was next to Tony's. Oh, there, Tony's. There was, yeah, Tony's. That's my favorite pizza place. If uh, pizza Everyone who's from South Plainfield just thought of their own favorite pizza place probably. Chicho's is a lot of people's Chichos favorite. Chicho's was so Very good. Very different. Again, the one that, they, I'm telling you, last time I went back, I always go. The classics. A couple of them. Rodolfo's. You could be I, in a mood. I liked Rodolfo's. I really did. You could taste like they all tasted Different. very differently. Yep. And it, depending on what you wanted, nothing. Uh, if you wanted buffalo chicken, go to Luigi's. That was amazing. Mm. So you had like for pepperoni, Tony's no matter what. <laughs> chicken parm sub on a garlic bread with black <laughs> olives. Oh. oh fucking A. I remember oh. I lost my, bear, my puppy pillow at the Kmart, Kmart. And mom told Tony, who worked at the restaurant, like, We'll just get her another one. I was devastated. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Everyone replace knew that. my business. I saying. remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was a really big deal. That puppy pillow. And Labor Day, basketball. fucking Labor Day. Labor Day, man. Come on. That, yeah, the, the fireworks. Those fire, as you got older, you fire, got hammered. Yeah. The last fireworks were so bad, though. I actually slit my own throat. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there was Sorry. a stabbing that occurred. Yeah, it's a gang, gang related. There was some gang yeah. problems. Well, we were next to a couple gang infested areas yeah but our town was pretty and i guess that's why it was good that it was run by cops we i did feel safe yeah in our town, totally we were on a bunch of super fun sites which yeah. wasn't like the safest either there was a very large this is getting dark yeah, <laughs> large new, instance baby. of cancer in our town holy shit yeah half the town grew up in a dump yeah it's so. like literally on a <laughs> landfill jesus what i always forget do? about that so thanks for listening anyway <laughs> oh it's so fucking shitty no, no there's a lot of good things uh, I, cool. you can't i can't even explain our house was great our house oh, was really great we had a yard next to us that was kind of like a vacant our side lot. yard yeah it was a vacant lot in a way could have extra space it just was kind of probably poorly uh, done on sectioned our house out because you couldn't fit a full size house there. So what it did was it made a perfect baseball field Cider with all baseball. our cool like quirky rules. With the uh, first baseman was a tree. It worked out. I mean very that well. road that Cotton Street was off of was South Plainfield Ave. We live yeah. right in the heart of town. Yeah. My friend Becky always says like I can't drive past your house without thinking about now, your family. Whoever fucking lives at our house now put up a they ugly put up ass a fence. fence. It's disgusting. Yeah, idiots. um anyway yeah so that's pretty good for your hometown i because i'd um, always thought like if i had went on the show my hometown now would 
I'd probably bring him Vista. home to California. Yeah, which is sad because it's not as much. It's not my town, here. really. Yeah, it's not your. It's not what the purpose. It's interesting of, right? having not really having a hometown That's anymore. True. Yeah, like I, I we do that. have one, but we don't go back there. And I, my hometown is actually Boulder. Right. But then dad lives in California. And that's so. what it's for. It's to meet the parents. Yeah. But that would be cool there's for the show. Good, yeah, the there's show, a lot of great, it's a cool spot. great spots. <laughs> All right. So I guess we've completed. Maybe we'll bring it up in another episode. That was fun to reminisce and think sure. about the old uh, the old dirty, as people used to call it, the old South Plain <laughs> the field. The dirty South. So <laughs> Gross. that was fun. Uh, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, hometowns, baby. Not ours. Not theirs. <laughs> but hometowns. <laughs> Hometowns, baby, hometowns. Four women left. The cream has risen to the top. We start with the lovely, talented, quirky Gemini Michelle. And they're wearing the same outfit. Yeah, the same color. <laughs> that was pretty cool. It was legit, like, looked exactly the same no, with the black pants I love the that top. color. Periwinkle. The twins um, walk into a random auditorium, and it's creative. It's a Zoom class on the big screen of all Michelle's little students. And they That's ask sweet. questions to Matt, which is really cool. I cried out Elise. What did she say? Was she it the was babies? the one. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was the one who. That was awesome. I uh, Michelle too. wrote her the note yep. like you can do anything. Like I know. You I love. I, I yeah. I love inspiring teachers. I know you get nervous, and then she just asked an amazing question. Like, she inspires me every day. How does she inspire you? And I started crying. Yeah, I think That's I teared up as well. Such an eloquent, depth-oriented question for. Yeah. I don't know what grade they were. I would guess third. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. Do you remember your favorite teacher? I yeah, Mr. McCann. Mr. McCann, and that's exactly who I wrote down too. It's that's unbelievable. Really funny. Yeah, I, I, it was third grade too. He fought, yeah, third grade. He fostered my love of the Beatles. I know he fostered your love of fast math and chess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was the best year for teachers overall. I don't. You didn't have Miss Dvorak, did no, you? No, she, she left. Right she before. was her and Mr. McCann. I had both of them. You know, one was homeroom and one was oh, like math and science. And Miss Dvorak was so cool and so sweet and hot. I was in love with her one thousand percent as a third grader. I remember not like liking any girls that year because I liked Miss Dvorak. That's what it was. And Mr. McCann had a fucking basketball hoop. In basketball his class. hoop. He would give out like cheese balls, pretzel and, nuggets, like, and Jolly Ranchers. He jumped. I remember one time he jumped on top of his desk and danced to a so Beatles song. The and then the he jumped down and the principal came in and we we're all trying to tell the principal like he just did this. And he was like, no, I didn't. We were like, no, but it was like so fun. <laughs> he was so yeah, he really was great having those. It's so important to have those inspiring teachers at that age, probably. Oh like you gosh. said, chess tournament. It was just fucking awesome. And no high school teachers that really I didn't have any high school teachers that made like some kind of imprint on me. I, I had the did. biggest crush on Mr. Mr. Crosby. Crosby. <laughs> I've heard my friends talk about oh. him so much. I would fantasize like I knew he was married and had a kid on the way and I would fantasize about him choosing me over his wife. Mm, I would like make eyes at him in the back of the room yeah. and he would like stumble on his words. It was really inappropriate <laughs> to be honest yeah, with you. Very inappropriate. But really... also very natural for a teenage. And I always think about I that. do remember. That's I'm... what makes it so wrong because you know, as a teacher, it, you're I in know. such a position of power and you know that all these went girls I wonder like if you. he noticed or if it was just all oh, in my come head. On. I could have been all in my head. Well, no, Kyle. I don't wasn't know. Just I was you. more it was inward. Be all the girls in class. It wasn't like it was attractive. But to I you. remember I came back to visit. You know how you visit. You probably didn't, but no, <laughs> so some people would visit high school after they had graduated right. first year of college just to visit their favorite teachers. And I visited and that's when I had switched my major to psychology. And he was like, 
you like you're gonna deal with people <laughs> because I had such a personality in high school True. that was just very like yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> great excellent 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 in a couple ways all right okay, so then anyway. we, we met Michelle's mom white and dad and oh, I love her dad. This was interesting. Yeah, I don't. Oh my um, god, I don't He's think so Michelle. She didn't know she was going to be a late arrival. It felt like. Yeah, she that was like, was "Oh, so I was a late arrival." Yeah, and then Matt says he requested the one-on-one immediately, which is cool. Yep. Um, I always like the dads in these scenes. I really like this. <laughs> I think the dads. It always goes one of two ways between yeah. the dads. Please just be nice to my daughter. I love her, whatever, or like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> like, you're dating this, three this other women. This is ridiculous. Show. But Michelle's dad was number one, which is great. I'm curious. They left us kind of hanging. Maybe we're gonna find out more next week. So they didn't put it out, but like. Talking about like a couple years ago, she went through a real dark period and they didn't even mention like what went on. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you if they said, because I missed it because they didn't say anything. My guess is like a bad relationship, but even the first thing that tipped me off was his dad was like, oh, it's nice to see her as our playful, like happy self again. Yeah. And it was like, okay, something. To most women have some kind of bad relationship at some point. I I was just thinking like, well, I'll talk about it with Brie. Yeah. Well, okay. So I thought. Her dad was awesome. He seemed strong and slow speaking and just like a cool dude. Do you remember how dad was with your boyfriends? I guess you can go even now. Like uh, um, very business. Yes, very. And, he, and my friends too. Dad just likes to, he just likes to get to know people yeah. and like ask interesting questions, which I love. But it, and I think he tries not to be maybe a dad, but it always comes off dad because dad is so, so dad. This demo's dad, dad <laughs> I've ever had. Um, he's, um, no, but he's always. Uh, yeah, he's always been fine. Just as just normal. It seems like he's at work me. to me when he, when I would see him around. You Which is the, how I would yeah. anticipate yeah, him on point. this show is like anytime like I'll bring a boyfriend oh, home, good, especially yeah. my last two, and I'll be like, what do you think? What do you think? And mm. that's like, they're all like, they're great. We'll love right. anybody you bring home. Be, and as long as like you're happy, that's what matters most. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I... I'm not great with dads. I I, I want to think. Kyle, I, w- <laughs> I bet your first impressions of parents I, I, were probably I not wanna great. Say, I want to believe. Moms don't like me, so I want to believe that I would be great now because I I just Except I can for get Max along with Max people. Like yeah, I I got along with most moms. Most moms really, at least in the beginning, really love me. I just have that energy too, where I get along with women better immediately than with men. Yeah. Like dad, I think is like that too. But I think that's a thing. I think that's a dynamic anyway. Like absolutely, because in my experience, like especially with my high school boyfriend and then a college boyfriend, like the moms always felt threatened by me. Mm. And in some ways, okay. like, I don't know, I was a therapist, a psychologist yeah. for one of them or like a psych major for one of them. And, you know, they had some, I can totally see that family things going yeah. on. You know, you're, that's my son and you're the other woman in his life yeah, kind of thing. And then that. the opposite, like for dads and their Holy little girl. <laughs> How did I not think about this? You know? <laughs> and my problem was I was Not so, to make it about gender. I but. was so, I mean, it's biology. It's biology. I was so, it's not one size fits all. <laughs> it's um. so yes. I would, I was so obsessed with being authentic and still to this day, I think I might struggle with this, that the dad is... First is gonna he's gonna have a be skeptical of you anyway. You're sleeping with my daughter. And so you need to have that 
go above and beyond in the beginning to make sure that you demonstrate that you're a good guy. And I wasn't doing that because it felt inauthentic. Right. So then we got off on the wrong foot event right. immediately. And that never helped. And it was all, no. I always felt like I was climbing, climbing, trying to get back up but while maintaining my authenticity, you know, and that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. But it's something that for my next relationship, I'll definitely try to try to work. And now that you said that, the whole dynamic of having, that makes so much sense to me. Having a woman who's on top of her shit treating him well in like maybe some fears about I didn't do that for my kid and that that comes in same with the dad and it's just yeah. like oh, she's not my little girl who looks up to me now getting ideas from this fucking crazy piece of shit <laughs> like, so it makes so much sense sorry Mr. Keen okay oh. so, so alright back to the show oh Michelle tells her mom she thinks that he could be the one yeah she said he uh, she's a take things slow person which is obviously not great for this environment it's as fast right. as it goes and then they uh, a little two on two basketball I loved awesome. I knew you would love that Michelle, it was very cute Michelle played at Bradley very cute she played at a D1 oh, okay. school so she probably could have beat Matt I don't know. And then, you know, they meet after, which they always do right before they say goodbye. And because the next time they see each other, it's a rose ceremony, might be going home. And, you know, not still not much on Matt's end, you know, like no. I'm, I'm happy no, about Matt us and that, that we have the support of your family. And, Matt you know, said, I mean, Michelle said, I think I'm falling, I'm falling in, love in love with you. And yeah. then Matt just doesn't say anything. He just kisses her. And she was like, I just loved getting that positive smile after he said that little does she know he said it back to Rachel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it, it to me. If I said that and he didn't, I'd be like freaking out. Yeah. You know, and I'm surprised they're not. Well, so there is a thing that I think they do tell the contestants that the lead cannot confirm nor deny if they're in love with you. Right. They just. No, can't confirm because they obviously deny it. But they can't. But they can't. They can they can't say, say it. I think I might be falling in love with you. They can say that kind of thing. And maybe that's not in their conscious mind. So you're right. So maybe it's like, oh, he can't say it. So. Yeah. Because you're right. Because at one point, Abigail was like. I know you can't I say much. I you can't say much. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And like, I think we mentioned before, Ben was one of the first ones to kind of break that. You usually don't say that until. Yeah. And I get that for you, which is purposes. funny. You usually don't say I love you until the proposal. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so insane. Every, every, every episode we have, we come to the point that this is a fucking bonkers show. All right. Let's move to Rachel KKK's date though. And um, it's skydiving. She came on the screen and Max came to get his Xbox. I was in the area and she came on the screen and he looked and I was like, there's the racist. but i couldn't help it and he did watch the skydiving date have you been skydiving no i want to i have a fear of heights for sure but i i would do that i started a bucket list january 1st and it's on there i just got nervous about it because i've been having my nerve issues and my neck pop up i don't think that could be good for me at all i think because i asked max he's done it for a bachelor party and he said when he landed he was really nauseous like i feel like i'd be really sick probably and maybe it's, it's worth it's like, it. Yeah, it's like a two minutes, right? That's what I keep thinking. It's like, I think I would be fucking shitting my pants in the plane. But I think the feeling I would get after the nausea wore off, I'd be like, oh, that was so cool. Unless you whack your face in the dirt. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to I'm gonna do it one day. I might hate it, but I'm definitely going to do it. Even if it's like right into my casket, like I've always said, which will be you the last day of my life. That, yeah. All right. Rachel then <laughs> says if she dies, then she wants to die with Matt. And little did she know, she almost does. <laughs> Holy shit. That was crazy, She slams Kyle. into the ground pretty hard. Bad, they yeah. start to go sideways and lose control. And you're control. connected to another person, so you don't have full control over your body. <laughs> the hired skydive instructor broke the fall with Rachel's face. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm guessing he'll never work again. Was, here's my big chance. I'm on TV, everybody. I can't wait. If you remember looking at him, he looked really young. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I don't know how that happened. Maybe he got nervous being on camera or something. It looked like they caught, no, it looked like they caught a bad wind. A little wind, wind but so that still it can't happen. Like, it can't tell me that 
there's a chance that you can we can catch a bad wind. Like that's not a thing. I don't think I've heard a bunch of people. I've never heard any kind of real problems. This is such a thing that's so important. I don't know. He's probably <laughs> thinking like business is gonna boom. <laughs> and then yeah, and then. Oh, I was just going to say the crash landing. How's that for a damsel in distress yeah, for you? No, I, listen, that's absolutely something. We'll get to that in a she second. She bruised her face, apparently. Um, yeah, that fall was dirty. Uh, I, I, I'm sure production was thrilled about it. Like, yeah. not, not I, literally, not sarcastically. Some more irony. Again, production r- throws like a BB gun. Yeah. Into their <laughs> like one producer like bushes over his. Like, <laughs> um, this is, again, irony that it's Rachel coming crashing down to so earth. So funny. Uh, I'm sure that'll be memed up for centuries. I was because ne- she was okay. It was okay to laugh about it. But at first, I was like, holy fuck! Like yeah, she, she looks concussed to me. The she way got, she was talking after she the- got the wind. <laughs> Swept her up, and then the wind got knocked out of her. Is kind of yeah. how it was. Matt jogged over to check on her. She's fine, like I said. Thank Boy, God. Boy, he didn't realize how much he loved her until she almost died. How funny is that? <laughs> Matt said something like that. He's like, I guess that's true. I guess this is kind of a form of trauma bonding. Yes, and then because Ra- then Rachel was like, I can't think about going through life without Matt at that right. point. So yeah, th- you confront with death. And losing somebody you love. Oh. It's like um, Back to the Future when Lorraine's dad hits Marty with the car yeah. instead of George and she falls in love with him. Yeah. It's called the Florence Nightingale effect. Yes. Uh, effect. Yes. That's when nurses fall in love with their patients. Like when you take care of someone, sometimes you develop strong romantic connections to them. So that's kind of probably what happened here. So that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we go to meet her family. And the first thing we hear from Rachel's dad is, did you crap your pants? <laughs> <laughs> and um, They're already gossiping about like the dad was like, you can't take this time. Timing doesn't make sense. Right. So and I, he already started scaring me with those eyebrows. He's a number two dad. Yeah. Like we said before, like he's the one who's like, what the fuck is this? And uh, well, she says like she got in an accident. Obviously her and her mom yeah. showed a laughing coping mechanism kind of, I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. Yeah. They mom was just like, <laughs> Even my honey almost you died. Almost died. <laughs> oh my God. And then, like I said, Rachel's dad. They talk about red flags. They, uh, Rachel's dad, uh, they were around the fire. They were talking and I, he was like, with no, Matt. Yeah, with Matt. And he was like, number one, this is so quick. And he was like, number two, you, you're black, buddy. You know that, no. right? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He didn't he say didn't that. Say but that. his eyes did. His eyes said it. No, I'm just kidding. I think, um, again, I do think he's. Matt being... did a great job, I think, in, in handling that question because you have to know you're going in talking to the parents about how you're dating three yes. other women and that always comes yeah, up. He's a good robotic speaker. He, he just, he knows it, yeah, exa- Even with the exactly. Kids at the it Michelle's was, date too, I felt like that. Again, it feels like regurgitated. I know. He just wants to be perfect. But, but, uh, and I mean, think about the scenario also. I like know. The dads are being meet, reasonable going to meet, too. Like white, families and True. parents and like of course you have yeah. to be on your best behavior as a black man going Absolutely. into it yeah and i just think i don't know just the way he says like i hear you like i hear that this is weird There's and all i can, can say, all really. i can do is tell you about my connection with your daughter and again and we I'll, let her choose i want to say i think the dads are being reasonable and the moms are being reasonable again if i was i can only put myself as if i'm a dad in this situation i'd be like again okay honey you are your own woman you make your own decisions, but this is crazy. This is, uh, it's also production. He's got to pick someone. He, he's got three other girlfriends, like they all say. It's so soon, in my such a mind, quick amount of time. In my mind, as a parent, I would have to bank on the fact that, like, if they do get engaged, they'll make it a long engagement. Right. And it's not like a shotgun wedding and then right. we have to get a divorce. Like, mm-hmm. I think I would have to be like, okay, this is just, think of it as... It's just somebody they're dating and they're going to get engaged and it might not work out. And that's just that. Right. It's hard. 
But Matt really likes her. We know by now, Rachel. But when ahead, she, would Dad and Rachel talk to each other? Did you notice the way he was sipping his drink? No, it was really funny. He like held this. He's a big man. Yeah. He like held this glass, and he like held the little part of the straw, <laughs> and like sipped it. Dainty. It was <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Any, anything else about their the mom and the sister? I think we didn't really. They didn't much. really talk much about the sister. The mom, you know, they talked about red <laughs> flags and bad days, and they kind of said, like, yeah, there's no red flags, there's no bad days, whatever. Right. There was there's, no substance, could, honestly. Could time, yeah, not a lot of but substance. Rachel and dad, like, I didn't, maybe the dad, I just don't like the way he interrupted her and talked over her, and like, there was this dominance, like, Southern. aggressive Southern, like, dynamic that I didn't really appreciate. She held her own and was like, I, you there's have to respect. trust me. Yeah. Yeah. There, oh, there's definitely still respect. Like, and she said he's skeptical and he's being protective, yeah. but it was a little much for and me. And Rachel was upset that he didn't ask for her dad's blessing to yeah. marry her. I thought that was very, another Southern thing, I think. But That's usually what they do on the show, is when you go to hometowns, they ask for oh, the blessing. Okay, I didn't know that. Interesting. I usually don't watch these. So this is really one of my first times yeah. watching one of these yeah, episodes. Cool. Um, I do understand Matt's position by not saying that, because he can't just force... No, I always that. thought it was ridiculous. So you didn't want to check a box. bullshit that you're asking for dads just I in case. Gonna, oh, got you. I think it's bullshit. Um, I was going to ask if it was important to you. Um... Interesting. <laughs> My instinct is not really. I don't think it's necessary, but there's something about the tradition of just like Max, like letting dad know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just being like. It's a cool tradition. You know, I don't know. And it doesn't, even, it doesn't have to, obviously. I don't think it would impact my decision. Obviously, I am no longer compared to cattle and being bought and sold <laughs> off based off of family positioning right. and what you can give me as a son-in-law, but. It's an ultimate respect thing. I think it is just like a, especially like the relationship it feels like Max and dad have now or like, you know. Yeah, no, totally. I think dad would want it. Yes, I think so, too. And I think it's important to a lot of people. Dad, you can let me know. I have no problem. With that. <laughs> All right. Move on to Brie. Should we? Uh, yeah. And she just I loves love Green, man. Brie oh, yeah. I love Brie. Love Green. I've been in love with Brie since I know. I haven't seen enough from her because she hasn't had a one-on-one since, since the beginning. first week. Right. And again, the turtles. Imagine me and you. I do. I think so happy together. I fall for it more and more. Lime green Jeep. So damn cute. Coming in hot. They go off-roading again. They go jeeping. And then anything before we go that to, to the mom? There's a little awkwardness in their connection. I can't point to anything specific, but there is just a little bit of... Not the after same. the family, no, I saw their okay. intimacy, Maybe their connection. Maybe just they not seen each other in a Yeah, while. I think it's just their first one-on-one in a really long time. Yeah. And so... It is just that, like, you know, how can you not be uncomfortable in this kind of situation? I will say, well, it was interesting how she's still insecure about not having a conventional family, even knowing that Matt doesn't have a conventional family yeah. either. But that must well, be. Well, she's such, showing it to the world. Too. Yeah, I mean, that must be such a point for her, at least, that, mm -hmm. that means something or has been really hard for her to overcome. Yeah. I am obsessed with her mother. Yes, we meet Bree's mom, and it's so easy to see oh why Bree is so amazing. I am so in love with her mom. Okay, I'm going to do this. We can cut it. White. All the moms are white. Yes. No, there's been a comment there's about something that here. on the black um or it's like the blackerettes like yeah, right, i don't right. know how to say it, or two black girls one rose about how there's no this is crazy black mothers all being of them shown. yeah how, how weird is that i don't know if they would choose them if they knew going in or if that was just a random thing the ones who made it to the end i think 
I think they knew Matt likes white girls. I think generally that was one of the choices. Again, the evil. I don't know, Kyle. It's just, it is interesting. I don't think you, this is the thing with the show. I'm always like, I don't think you can produce that. Like, how do you produce that? He picks like all. Yeah. It would have to be some next level psychology shit. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Women, but. Daughters 24 years apart. Yeah, That's well, I remember cool. Brie talking about that. The okay, first. I missed it. Yeah. Her mom was 13 when she had her. I remember, yeah. So she's, and then yeah. um, how she wow. felt like her. Yeah. So she's 37? No. Did I just do that right? 13 how and 24. Old is 24, yeah. Wow. Wow. She yeah, actually and she, it looked like it looked like Brie was meeting her for the first time. Yeah, that's bonkers, isn't it? I think she was. She had to be. Look at the baby was like a peanut. It was a very small <laughs> it's a tiny bass baby. Oh, I have baby fever right now. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I want a baby. When, yeah, we see a baby. Okay. I hope Max <laughs> isn't listening. Uh, but the mom, Matt and mom was hard. That yes. was that was rough. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Brie's mom has a presence about oh like a strength she's been through Fucking, shit yeah she's also like beautiful she's gorgeous just like really very pretty no, just i want baby. her to approve of me yeah, so badly I think, we do. I think we too this is our dead mom wounds yeah. uh, <laughs> when, uh, when you're a single mom i assume you have to take the fatherly role a lot does anything that's come a, up that's a in studies said, yeah. uh, like a studies, in your studies um, just like different things you learned about with that, I just, I don't know. No, I work with a lot of single mothers and there is a lot of the time, um, and this is, you know, generalizing to a certain extent, my limited view, but there can be this, you know, resentment or just like I, I've been put in this position to do it on my own. Raising a child on your own is no simple. Oh, Jesus. Feat. Like, especially if you want to. two parents is impossible. If you want to work, like, oh my gosh, I really give so much credit out Absolutely. there that you do have to have this thicker compartmentalization skin. Like, there's nobody to lean on. Yeah. There's nobody. So you automatically, whether it's taking on that more masculine role, it, you have to. It's protective. Yeah. Well, in nature. mom does the typical dad thing here. She had, yeah. the, she just being very postured skeptical up. of the situation, yeah. postured. She says that she can see their connection though, which I guess is the basic, most basic thing you can say for in positive. Her talk with Brie, I was just like, therapist Jamie, like parent advocate Jamie, like was just so in love with her mom. It made me want to become a mom even more. Yeah, no, I get that. Because but... she was just like, well, what, like, how do you know you love him? And she's like the first time, this is the first time someone's looking at me and sees every part of me, but I'm scared to fall in love. And the mom's answer wasn't, oh, like we all get scared or it wasn't like, of course you're scared. Like this is what's happening. She was like, it's okay. It's okay to be scared. Yeah, like you're protecting so yourself. And she's like, worst case scenario, we're mending a broken heart together and we'll oh, survive. Yeah, I forgot about that line. Oh, I fucking forgot man. about that line. That was such a worst good Worst case scenario, we will mend a broken right, heart together and we mom. will survive. And like, what better thing could you say to your kid to give them the confidence she, to go say, yeah. I'm falling in love with you. That's, that's what you need. That's where I, I bet some children can be better off with the single mom. Just because all the strength and shit she Wisdom, had to go through. As long yeah. as you go through it the right way, I like, guess. Yeah, if you're aware of and, it. And yeah, it's just so obvious. I, I, I don't know if I want it. Her to be my mom or my lover, but I definitely loved her a lot. And then, and then, yeah, I think Brie and Matt talked. Mm -hmm. You said Brie goes, I feel like I'm falling in love with you mm -hmm. and time to take a drink because Matt says, thank you for sharing that with oh. me. <laughs> Every single episode. I quit my job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, Brie's I not, I don't, I just don't think he feels it. And I think they're like perfect for each other. I think they're so great. Like, I think they're amazing for each maybe other. Maybe she's not what he fantasizes about or whatever, but 
Bree says her heart and her head feel aligned, and I think Matt should pick her, but I'm not Matt. Any last thoughts on Bree? Um, I don't know. She's like my favorite. Yeah, she's so great. <laughs> Then we have Serena P, cute Canadian Scorpio, eh? So cute. Uh, going over some Canadian vernacular was pretty I loved funny. this date. It was really yeah. cute. Uh, have I you didn't ever, write much about it. But have you ever had poutine? Um, I've had disco fries. Yeah, it's, it's like a Jersey version. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's yeah. one of my favorite meals. I, I've never been to Canada. It looks like Again, one another of the, one something on I would like. List. I want to go. Yeah, I really want to go to Canada. Oh, the food part stuff. I loved, obviously. It was so, yeah, it looked really good. They, uh, it was like, I think she says process. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I noticed her I, accent yeah, more, came obviously, out, obviously now. Doubt. And um, process. I've always heard that, like hockey, t- I like that. It should, be, it should be process. It shouldn't be process anyway. So... Um, <laughs> Very lighthearted as always. Yeah, a little hockey. never gotten seriously. Hockey no, was awesome. I really didn't write much about hers like I did the others right. because you just there wasn't much, there's not much deep connection. I, I, I love her. I love Serena so much. I also regret not playing hockey. Hockey was so cool. She looked like she was knew, knew she was doing with the stick. <laughs> then we meet Serena's dad, White. Yep. <laughs> Matt talks to her mom first, and he Rosna. says. I like Serena because she has a head on her shoulders. And again, I thank God because (laughs) if she didn't, I don't know what she would look like. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Anything else? Anything else on on her on their two conversation? Who who is that? Matt and mom? Mm, That was Matt and mom. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. She challenges uh, Matt likes that um, Serena challenges him. But Mm -hmm. after I guess it was like the mom interviewed after she talked yeah. about it. She's just like, I just don't think she's ready. Right. Which is what and... Serena kind of does. Then they show Serena talking to her sister and whoa. Yeah. Her I don't think she was cute. underage, but I don't she was think I'm allowed to whoa her. Well, she just turned okay, 21 like, well, that's via up. Instagram. Okay. Uh, she says to Serena that she doesn't look smitten. I loved and how. you don't truly vibe. She Brutal honesty. Went in, which is what's like, up. Played big sister role. Yeah. I was like, this is what you normally look like. And this is what you normally do. Like, what's going on? I agree. And I, I compared to the other three, it's pretty obvious that they're just not the same connection. Although they're both really cool people. Yeah. And get along. Then mom and Serena talk. And I felt the same way about this talk that I did about Bree's mom talk. She has some really cool things. She's like, is he intellectually mom. stimulating? Yeah. Does he make you feel good about yourself? I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I guess it makes sense that these women who are awesome have awesome moms. That's just how it goes. Yep. So yeah, everyone who listens out there, please pay attention to your kids. All right, Serena says that there's just something off and her mom says that, again, her last relationship messed with her head. And Serena cries and my instincts activate. I'm like, no, nah, I need to I need to kill your ex. I need to find somebody kill him. I don't care if he was living in the wrong. Then they talk and she expresses her doubts, but doubts. <laughs> but Matt stays calm and then that she liked that. And then they kiss. Obviously, they're not ready for an engagement. Again, you have to think at this point, she's four out of four on any kind of connection. It's just so hard, like... I think I related to her more than any of the other women because I was thinking, I just haven't been through any major like heartbreaks, like Mm, where I got my heart broken and I didn't want it. Like I've never really had these big, I got broken up with. I've always been the one realizing, oh shit, I don't think I like this person and I need to go break their heart. Yeah, which is a lot of times just as hard. Honestly, I... I don't know. I obviously haven't felt the other right. one, which yeah, you have try. less control. No. I once said that. I was like, I just want somebody to break my heart. And Max is the first one that I thought he could do that. Mm, and there's still time. And there's still time, everybody. He just told me he wants to take a month in Japan before we have children. So I, I don't think he's the, coming back. He said that on the podcast last, last week. Um, <laughs> okay. But anyway, I just related. Like, you could tell she's trying to talk herself out of the fear, saying, like, it's all oh, because I'm scared from the thing. And it's like, no, honey. Like, you trust yourself. Like, 
you're just you don't feel it. You yeah, know? I've been there before where everything seems to add up on paper. Yeah. And being without them is Check like the boxes un- but- unimaginable. But somewhere, you know, deep down, I've been on both sides. It's not truly right. Yeah. It's something unexplainable. It could be timing. It could be astrology. It could be, <laughs> it's just it's a shitty. I, it's again, I think we knew it was coming. She's gone. She goes home. Whoa, 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 whoa. I kind of. <laughs> you don't like to talk about the breakups? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I love talk. I'll talk about anything. So, come on. That was That's a big I was, deal. I was just bringing it up. That's what I was doing just now. <laughs> well, I also skipped past Chris Harrison because we saw his Fuck face. Fuck Chris Harrison. We don't need to talk well, about him. Say, he doesn't do shit. The world collectively says, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> and um, and, no, and but- Matt expresses his thoughts to Serena. And then that leads to the talk where they have an honest conversation. Yeah. And The Bachelor gets dumped. He gets dumped. And honestly... This is the most I think I've ever seen a lead get rejected. It was Sarah in the beginning. Sarah, and then this is a big one. Like Serena to, you know, he, she doesn't think he's, which I think is great. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more in the show. We're like the final four. They're like, yeah, yeah. this isn't for me. And the big, they use and, this. I use this on Paradise a lot. You're not my person. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, I, I, get what from. I get what she's saying. Isn't that from a, sh- a big show? Like. Oh, I think it's right. It's Grey's Anatomy. I was gonna fucking say that. I've never seen an episode. I was gonna say that. It's good for the first couple until it all gets crazy. How does my brain make that connection? That probably the internet. That's fucking wild. But he's pretty speechless. I don't think he saw it coming. I think he thought they were just gonna work it it out. He might. She might have been his number two in his mind with still a chance. And I get why. I mean, she was easily my number two. And then she walks him out, and he gets a limo exit. Yeah. Sad and important. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Again, I think we did see it coming. I think we should, they just didn't, even on the last date, remember, they had all like, like, yeah. a few issues. Yeah, she's just so... She's great. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see her at the rose ceremony, just like all dressed up one more time. <laughs> like, but we'll see her where she belongs. On Paradise. Paradise. Serena in Paradise. Okay. Tell show. But we do get to see Michelle Bree and Rachel dressed up. And I wasn't unhappy about that. And we still got to do my favorite rose ceremony. Dress. Christ. Yeah, this is always my favorite rose ceremony every year. It was there was no mystery, which sucked. You always like the mystery because Oh, I don't know. I thought he was gonna take a rose away sometimes. I guess that was the one kind of hint they could have done. But it's the one before the fantasy suites and I always think this one he should say instead of will you accept this rose will you accept this dick because <laughs> they go to the fantasy suites I think they call them overnights next. now and I know that you. Oh, is it, yeah I guess that's a little bit funny They're trying I know to you said they don't always sleep together you read that yeah that's surprising to me but I mean we looked in the previews for next week they look pretty intense there it's always like these intense dates Kyle I think somebody else is gonna leave oh yeah definitely that's what they're, they're and showing. I'm really wondering if it's I mean, I, any one of them, I think he's going to be pretty heartbroken. Of course. At this point, he's I had just genuine wonder, I connections. I wonder if it's going to be Rachel. It's very possible. We don't know. All right, mm. Jamie. Top three roses. I'll go first. For Matt. One. Bree and his connection. I just, I see them. Again, maybe it's just visually. I see them looking together. So it's just so good. And it just seems like they have a lot in common. Similar home life, similar kind of things. Uh, but that's not always what you want in a relationship. Two. I have Michelle. Again, I think they look really good together she's really sweet i guess for me what's been lacking uh, maybe i'm just doing it for me right now because rachel Mm. has been showing 
just not that much personality. And they could just be editing around it. She's just more like um, subdued and subtle. But I guess Matt's like that too. Yep. But So yeah. is Bree. Bree's pretty subtle. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, three, I had Rachel, obviously. Serena went home, so they have to have those three. And do you have yours for Matt? I really think he's going to pick Rachel. I'm sticking to yeah. that. I think Bree's going to be second. I think Michelle is going to send herself home. Okay. That's yeah, very possible. For me... My three roses. One, I think I'd choose Brie at this point, unless I could choose Serena P. Then I would choose Serena P probably, but she went home. Two, I would pick Rachel. And then three, Michelle. Just because she seems really awesome. I'm just not, it's just not my kind of type, I guess. Gemini. I don't know. A Gemini and a Gemini crime. That'd be a little too much. No, I think that's twins, I don't twins, think I've ever baby. dated a <laughs> Gemini. I don't think I have. Sounds intense. I've had sex. <laughs> that's, that's intense. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So your best friends in order who would you want to hang out with most michelle michelle's two brie then rachel yeah okay yeah that's seems rachel and brie seem like they're really close i mean like remember brie held out her hand when like rachel entered the thing and i I just i wonder i wonder about rachel's part in her friendships with the women of color from the season following all this stuff coming up right 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 i really can't wait till after the final rose yeah it's gonna be an intense couple weeks next week we have the women tell all which looks intense looks crazy vicky might be forced to face her shit yeah might be good that might be good yeah but we're gonna have to see chris gonna have to see chris harrison still yeah and like just cattiness i I don't know maybe you look good with the beard Bearded Matt, and which makes me think he might be single. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. Even back into quarantine. I don't know. I guess we'll find it all out. All this interesting stuff and more. Yeah. So, final break, unless you have anything last to say. No, no. All right, final break, then email the quails comes back with a vengeance. Don't go away. You've got mail. Email the quails. <laughs> You've got mail. Okay, today's email is from Rebecca, which is a fake name. She didn't want her name to be read from Piscataway. And she writes, hey, Quails, I'm in a relationship and he treats me really well. It's been a year since we got together and I'm very happy. But recently I have had some suspicions that he's cheating. Nothing major. He has gone away a few times and didn't tell me where he was. And I noticed he put a passcode on his phone. I saw him do the passcode once and I honestly feel like going through it would ease my tension. But that also makes me feel like a bad person. How do you guys think I should handle this? Also, fuck Vicky. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Rebecca. Thank you. Ooh. So, I have never like checked a phone or an internet, any kind of thing from a significant other. It's been, it's my value to not, it feels gross. I think that might have started so that <laughs> the, the, the girl didn't go through my phone. Like in high school, I, like I was like, I just made it a point. I was like, I'm not going to go through your phone. I'll never do that. Never touch it. But I think that's because I wanted them not to go through my oh, phone yeah. deep down. Because that would I was be gross if I ever do that. <laughs> I, yeah, it's absolutely true. Ooh. So how do you feel about this? So you're getting signs that that she might, that she's just getting worried. That obviously, you talk to him, ask him. But that's really hard for some people. Well, I think what's hard too is it's really hard to own jealousy yes. or possessiveness because so especially it's so unattractive it can be unattractive to some people some people yeah, like that some you get jealous up, or yeah. you get yeah. possessive Which is, that's got to be unhealthy no i think what no, oh, hold on hold on i think what I, <laughs> I think if you get a little bit of a flattery by somebody being like jealous or possessive and this is what i was going to say about why it's hard is it also makes you vulnerable to say like I care about you so much I'm really afraid mm, to lose okay. you. Okay. Yeah. And so I think at the end of the day like that's where any kind of 
inclinations of like jealousy or whatever. It's like you're just scared you might lose him in some way. And so you want to make sure that you're both as committed. And again, like like we always say, you have a chat and say like, I'm, you know, I, I always just say own it. Own yeah, it. Like yeah, I'm, I'm the, just, I, I trust you and I, and I, I, really I just like care you. about you so much. And some of these things in my mind, I know it's not rational. I wish I wasn't thinking this way, but this is how I'm feeling. I just have to share that. Mm-hmm. And like, you'll feel so much better. You don't need to defend yourself to yeah. me. I'm just putting it out there that that's how I'm feeling. And, some and people like, like don't want to know that they're even being cheated on. And that's that the thing point. you have to be prepared to hear either Sorry. get a v- big defensiveness. Like, I don't know some people and that's information Yeah. or, uh, yeah, I'm just not fully committed, whatever it is. But I think again, just knowing that you really like this person and that's where this is coming from just mm-hmm. to normalize. It's okay to be jealous or, possessive or wonder about their phone i would be lying if i didn't always wonder like who was texting with my boyfriend all the time yeah. you know like um how else would you figure it out i guess no but how about as far as she says she wants to go through his phone without his that's a no-no right unless there's huge signs i see jamie's face is is a little bit unsure yeah, I mean, it can't be again, a, a like black and white for every single relationship. I, obviously, I, I think that is an invasion of privacy. Yeah. I think, again, you're wanting to act out of a fear, and that's your first instinct is to go to these roundabout sources. Like, I'm curious why that's the source rather than I guess your just significant easier other. Than talking, it's a lot easier to do, right? It's, sure, it's really hard to bring up exactly. this thing, and I would just encourage that, like you'll get a more in-depth answer and you'll feel better about it in the long run if you bring it up to him directly than if the phone, because then what happens? You find something on the phone and you bring that up and then you've just diluted his trust. It's really, which, you know, it's just, can I own this part and what's happening and, you know, see what happens. I wonder why he would put a passcode on his phone. I put passcode on my phone. Just for no reason? Uh, I like to hide my shit. <laughs> well, I mean, mine comes with a passcode. I don't know. I have like notes in there that I don't want people seeing or like pictures that I don't want people seeing. Yeah, but people who's picking up oh, your I don't phone? know. Like I work with kids. They always like to grab my phone. That's true. The kids, especially I put it on because of the kids I nannied for. Yeah. They're always grabbing my phone and wanting to take pictures or go on Snapchat or whatever. And my, so my phone made me when I downloaded Bitcoin. <laughs> my phone made me fucking well, that's nice. which is pretty cool. Some security. So I guess to Rebecca, we just say talk to your significant other, talk to your therapist is another thing <laughs> we always say. And that's it. And yeah, just I just want to normalize. Like it's okay that you're feeling jealous and skeptical and worried and again just you're wanting to act you're wanting to act on it but you're questioning yourself and i think that's great i think that pause is information for you to know that maybe you don't want to do it that way and maybe there's this is an opportunity to do it a different way and we went over this you have you were cheated on like once or you haven't been cheated on forget i don't know you have you ever felt any kind of worry that maybe something was happening i was just always of the camp like if it did, then they w- weren't for me. Yeah. No, that's how I am. So che- if someone like, cheated on, I got cheated on several times and it was always like, oh, well, they revealed their self to me. Like, I'm- I think now, though, that I've been more of like a long, longer term serious relationship, it would really obviously course, like devastate. That, that would be it would be it would be really weird if it didn't. <laughs> but back in the day, no. Yeah. All right. Well, we change. Relationships change. Love on the brain changes. And we have three episodes left yeah women tell all four 
overnights and then the finale and then and after then the final, final rose, rose four, four which sometimes they do the, the finale and after the final rose yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. we'll probably have to release but it's a little bit different now because i don't know no they thought recording a lot of stuff going on i don't in know man Nation. there's it was a lot also, i will say about. this episode was really nice because there was no drama the I, chris I liked, thing is in the back i one of my co- one of my colleagues ali if you've listened this far she said it was boring and I was like, I actually really enjoyed. Like, we just got to see the dates. They fit a bunch in one episode. I was worried they were going to leave the rose ceremony for mm-hmm. next week, which I hate when they do that. But yeah, I think we just got a good picture of who's left and yeah, where we're at. Yeah, it just was at. a nice change up to not for us to to not talk yes. about the you know, drama, drama or anything, catty shit. And it was cool to have a little fun breakup until next week when it's all on the And we'll love to do it. Well, that. Make up for Thank it. you so much, everyone, for listening to us. We are going to continue to try to get better and try to entertain you. Anything else, Jane? Must be love on the brain. Bye.